hunting, fishing, and all things outdoors. It's not just a hobby, it's a lifestyle. Welcome to the Green Top Outdoors podcast with your host, Hunter Brooks. Hello, friends. Two great guests today. Got Dylan and Dewey from Silence Rico. They were in town, and I said, let's sit down and have a podcast. Talked about uh, Silence Rico as a company, some new products, new innovations. Great episode ahead. Stay tuned. The Green Top Outdoors podcast is brought to you by the Mike Chenault Group, Hometown Realty. They are sportsmen and realtors. The only thing they love more than hunting and fishing is selling great pieces of land and homes. Dream homes on the river where you can fish right from your dock to land where you can adventure to your heart's content. Hometown Outdoors can help you find it. Let our friends at the Mike Chenault Group help you get the outdoor space you need. For homes or land in Central Virginia, visit hookupwithhometown.com. That's hookupwithhometown.com and click outdoors to learn more. All right, guys. Hey, thanks for being here today. Oh, episode thanks. 13. Is it really 13? Yeah, that's you guys. Awesome. it's episode 13, and you guys have been, Silencerco has been in business for 13 years. Uh, yes, effective, uh, yeah, this year, 13 So years. 13 is not the best number, but hey, I'm not superstitious about 13. I don't know about you guys. I don't pay any attention <laughs> to 13 podcasts, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> no, today we've got Dewey, and we've got Dylan from Silencerco. Guys, thanks for being here. We're... Yep. Um, you know, you guys were in town, and uh, it's, it was, I thought, hey, it's a great, be a great time to get you guys on the show. Absolutely. We could talk about silencers. We just had a silencer podcast not long ago, and uh-huh. it uh, had some great information in that. And uh, hey, whatever we missed in that, or whatever you guys can help out with, um, we'll talk about today, and we'll sure. uh, really focus on the company itself and the mm-hmm. product you guys are putting out. Sure, absolutely. Um, so, uh, Dylan, you're pretty, uh, pretty new with Silencer Co. You've mm-hmm. been what a couple years now? Yeah, I came on in 2019, and I've just been running the Mid Atlantic for them. So coming around and right. green top's one of our best customers so we always want to come see y'all all right and and dewey you're like you're like the, 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 <laughs> oh, the veteran man. Old I've, man i've yeah. been there for a little while now this is uh <laughs> this is year seven for me so um and uh i've done everything from dylan's position here mm-hmm. to uh head of hr to head of sales sales operations um and now i'm on the product product and uh, business development side of the house nice so. Yeah, so it's uh, and also training too. So well, you guys have been busy, um, very busy. You know the this market is uh, it feels to me like it never really slows down. Uh, I think everybody in our industry feels a slowdown somewhat sooner or later. But uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like you guys have always been there, putting out some great stuff, changing up, um, great innovation, mm-hmm. um, and you guys are um, You're trying. Yeah, I mean, you guys, the 36M, we might as well jump right into that. I mean, that is a home run for you guys. Yes. So there's uh, here's, here's the story with the 36M. Um, this was several years ago. Uh, this would have been actually 20, this was the end of 2017. Um, we were looking already at that point in time at uh, what could be a great um, addition to the product portfolio. Um, the Omega 300 is, you know, obviously a success. The hybrid was a success. Um, and as we rolled into the year and we wanted to see what else we could do to, to add to that success. And, uh, when we started looking at what people generally want, um, everybody generally owns something in a 30 cal platform. They also own something in five, five, six, because the AR is America's rifle. Right. And then generally everybody owns a pistol and nine millimeter. So when you start looking at what we had in our, uh, and still have in our current portfolio, we have the Omega 300, which is a great seller, the hybrid 46, which is a fantastic multi-caliber, multi-platform capable can. And we still have another bestseller like the Omega 9K and we have the Saker family. 
um, for 556 platforms. Um, and generally speaking, you have these customers, a lot of customers who would prefer to have one particular suppressor to be able to meet a vast majority of their needs sure. because they're first trying to get into the game. Sure. Um, with the Omega 300, they loved it. Um, they love it because it's capable of running, you know, 556, 223, all the way up to 300 Win Mag. Um, so it gives you a lot of versatility in the way of centerfire rifles. Um, and then you have the the Saker family. It's a hard use can, full auto rated, obviously. I mean, you can't destroy the Saker family, whether it's a 5.56 or 5.56K, but it's not capable of addressing any other calibers. Um, and then you have the Omega 9K, um, which is fantastic for nine millimeter platforms, whether they're sub guns or pistols, um, but not rated for 5.56 or for larger calibers outside of 300 blackout. And last but not least, you have the hybrid, which does a lot of everything, but a lot of people considered it maybe a little bit overboard for their particular use because they don't own anything in 45 ACP or sure. larger, and maybe too long for use on the pistols that they owned, depending on what it, their applications were. So uh, I remember sitting um, in a uh, in a meeting, and it was just myself and uh, one of the engineers from R&D, and believe it or not, somebody from marketing. And we were like, look, um, the consensus was if you can address the three primary calibers and platforms that people generally want to suppress, um, meaning a 30 cal gun, a 5.56 gun, and a 9 millimeter gun, and also make it the right size or give them the right sizes and the right weights to address just those three primary calibers, you got a winner. And we looked at the hybrid and we're like, well, it does all of these things, but a lot of people don't like the size and weight and whatnot. Well, what if we just make the hybrid um, you know, a modular can and just say, okay, we can remove this portion of the can, right. you probably got a winner. And also maybe reduce the bore because not everybody was running 45 ACP anymore. I've, I think the number of people who are running nine millimeter to 45 ACP is something like five to one. Sure, ridiculous. I, I would probably right, yeah. Um, so it's not necessarily applicable for, for people to have, or necessary is a better word, for people to have a bore of that diameter. So with time, we started looking at it and we're like, okay, um, we started doing some tests and started building some prototypes and Next thing you know, we end up with essentially the 36M, which um, has the lightweight features of the Omega 300 um, in terms of overall weight. It has the caliber capability of all of our best sellers, including the hybrid, in that it addresses everything from nine millimeter up to 338 Lapua Magnum. Um, and it also is more or less a hard use can because it is full auto rated and capable of running 5.56. And then you have the, the, the opportunity to, to shorten it um, making it lighter than it obviously is, and the ability to uh, rotate through a variety of different mounting options. So you have, you know, our QD mount with the ASR system. Uh, you have a direct thread mount system, um, and then you also have the ability to run a piston or a uh, a trilog mount for sub guns that are set up with a trilog extension. And, and those those same. You can do the same with a hybrid, of course. Yes, you can. Um, but like you said, it doesn't have the modularity. It doesn't weight, right. length, all that's all different. Right. Okay. Right. Modularity in, in the sense that you can either, you know, you can adjust the overall, the overall length, length and yes. weight of the suppressor itself. Yeah, because I bought a hybrid mm -hmm. and and I thought to myself, yeah, well, this is great. I could shoot it on my 45, but mm -hmm. I've, I've never done that. Right. Yet to, to, I mean, I, I use it specifically for one purpose. And, mm -hmm. and I, you know, I know a lot of people like to think, all right, I'm going to get a I'm going to get a can that 
can do it all. And like the 36M can do that, mm-hmm. obviously. Mm-hmm. But it's not the last can someone's going to buy. No, you know? never. It's, it's, I, I always thought that too. But it's the gateway can. Ex- exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. After they wait six yeah. months, everybody gets home after they get their stamp back and they put their can that does everything on every gun. And then they get back and come see you the next day and be like, well, I'm going to need about three more of those. <laughs> all right. I can't wait for them to get cold. I need to be able to shoot suppress the whole time. Yeah. It but is. no, that's it's one of the hottest cans out right now. It is. No, no question mm-hmm. about it. It um, is. You know, for us, for sure. I mean, you guys have seen that. I mean, I know the demand is extremely high right now. Mm-hmm. Um, y'all are pumping them out there as fast as you it's, can. It's hard to keep up with. It's mm-hmm. actually hard to stay with the demand. Yeah. I mean, the demand has been there since day one, and we haven't caught up yet. Yeah. Well, it's another reason why the, the ATF weights you know, are, what, anywhere from five, six, seven months right mm-hmm. now. I mean, because mm-hmm. a lot of people are still buying. I mean, they're going to, I know they're taking their time and I hopefully, hopefully those wait times will get a lot shorter in the near future. We'll, we'll see what happens with that. But, sure. uh, uh, you know, it's waiting's not that bad because once mm-hmm. you get that silencer mm-hmm. and it's, it's a great feeling, right? It really is. It's worth you know, it. I think, uh, and I, I used to tell people this, um, I would say, look, um, the longest wait is the wait that you incur before you actually, um, pull the trigger on one, right? Because, You've just, if you decide you're going to wait till next year, guess what? You just added 12 months to your form wait because you haven't started the form yet. Right. So that's the one way to look at it. And a lot of folks are just like, oh, I'm going to do it. I'll do it eventually. Well, by the time you get to eventually, then you tack on another six months to it. Then you're really not going to be very happy because <laughs> right. then you're impatient. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> so the uh, Silencer Co. is a company. I mean, mm-hmm. been around 13 years now. Mm-hmm. Um, I've watched it grow. Uh, I've always liked what Silencer Co. has done. Uh, from a marketing standpoint, from what they offer to, you know, the end users, mm-hmm. um, you know, w- what's kind of the history behind the, the company itself? Well, so, uh, you know, it's funny because there's there's quite a bit of history to the to the company, really. And a lot of people think that they understand the history and the people who have been involved, but they probably don't necessarily have the right idea. Um, I mean, it started in 2008 and it was really Jonathan Schultz. Um, walking into a gun shop and, you know, getting into suppressors and meeting up with a man named Mike Pappas. And, um, you know, they, they decided that they could design a better rimfire suppressor, which they did. And, uh, they started, uh, machining that and in a garage and, you know, another friend, uh, came on board with, with John and started working more the sales and, and marketing side of the house. And then that, uh, eventually became, you know, the big, uh, marketing push that you see now, really. Um, it, it, and it just started just like that. Um, the Sparrow was the first product um, that grew to not just the Sparrow, but also like the Osprey. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, we added, you know, the Saker family. And then eventually you have everything else that came in line, you know, the acquisition of, of SWR and the kind of rolling into like the Spec War and, and the Spectre into the product mix, followed by newer suppressors like the salvos introduction and then the omega 300 which you know at the point where that suppressor was designed it was designed primarily because john was a huge prs shooter um he was a competitive prs shooter and actually enjoyed a lot of long range hunting as well right as you you know most people tend to do out in out in the west and uh the goal was to keep it as light as possible while also being as quiet as, as humanly possible right um and it met all of those. It actually exceeded all of the goals for that particular can. Um, and it was unlike anything else that had been brought to market at that point, primarily because it was light. It was um, hard use rated in that it could withstand uh, high rates of fire. Um, and then um, 
and it was multi-caliber capable, so it addressed all calibers between 223 and 300 wood mag effectively, and you know sub 140 in terms of capability. Um, and then also provided the customer with some value as well, because up to that point, um, nobody in the industry was introducing any accessories um, along with a suppressor. Um, so we introduced the ability for the customer to take that suppressor home, and with that suppressor, they got a muzzle device, a direct thread mount, and a QD mount. Nobody was doing that right. because you know you're incurring additional cost. Sure. Um, but you really want to add some value proposition and 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 give the customer the ability to run what they want right out of the box. Um, you know, accessorization is one of those things that people tend to overlook. I think a little bit, um, but um, you know, you can't run a can unless you have a, an ability to to actually mount it to a particular platform. Sure. What um. At the point when the Omega came out, mm-hmm. before the Omega, was there any other silencer out there that was capable of going direct thread and QD at that point? I, I, I can't um, remember there can't being remember any. Being. I mean, there could be from another company, no. but well, I thought that was the biggest cool factor about it, which I think still today people see it and they're like, well, that, that's a bargain. I've got to do it. It, it actually has become... Um, it should be it, it's an industry standard now yeah. you should be able to do both sure um at that point in time there was some doubt as to whether or not you know companies had the ability to run multiple accessories or mounting options because you know the way uh suppressors are classified and the way individual components are classified um some people believe that the etf would make the argument that okay that removable mount is a suppressor component and you could argue that's the case unless you're using that same mount on another accessory that's not a suppressor at all. And we were the first company to actually do that. So where we're introducing like mad brakes um, and other types of muzzle devices that are compatible with our own suppressor accessories as well, like mounting options and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So when they're all integrated and usable with another type of, of item that is not a suppressor, it is no longer a suppressor component. Right. You know, um, and we were the first ones to actually do that. So uh, it made things much easier for people to kind of adapt and utilize accessories in that light um, and really provided some, um, I think, unforeseen benefits to the rest of the suppressor industry, which I think were more or less unintentional. And a lot of people tend to kind of forget, I think. Um, And we overlook as well. I mean, we don't really look at it as something that we would consider really innovative. It was just it made sense right you know um give that give give the the shooter the functionality that they need um there's always a way to do it um while still remaining you know within compliance of uh of current regulations so so a lot of the design innovation that that silence Rico does do you all i mean you're always changing you're always making things better improving mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. Do you use feedback from from customers dealers uh distributors whoever absolutely that's exactly why i'm actually here yeah. um so um you know john is uh is really awesome at wanting to make sure that you know we stay at the forefront of what it is that we do um to address the customer's needs um, when the customer needs it. When I first came on board, that was literally, I remember this to this day, it was literally one of the things that was first said to me 
What we try to do is we try to give the customer what the customer wants when the customer needs it. And the only way to be able to do that is if you keep your eyes and ears open to what's going on in the marketplace. So in my current role in product and business development, I literally just travel around the country and I'll talk to guys all over the country, end users, shooters of all different types of disciplines, um, retailers, um, whether they're brick and mortars or or e-com guys or, you know, independent guys, um, and ask them, hey, look, what is it that you need to address your your customers, the shooter's needs? Um, what are we missing the boat on potentially? What do you see trending in terms of different shooting disciplines and different platforms? What is popular right now? What should we consider um, as we start developing new products going forward? That that is literally like one of the definitions of my job. Well, you know, and, and you you say you always you all are putting the customer first and. Mm-hmm. Ever since we've dealt with you guys, I hear nothing but great things from our customers as far as customer service goes from Silentrico. And, mm-hmm. you know, the warranty's great. Um, you know, I don't know about warranties with every Silentrico company, but I know you guys have a great program. I even think, uh, what, what do y'all call it? You, you'll, you'll, you'll fix stupid you once? Fix stupid <laughs> once. Because it happens. You it know? happens, yep. man. It yep. can happen to anybody. Right. Uh, no matter how long you've been doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you guys realize that, you recognize that, and, and you're willing to fix it. You know, mm-hmm. what, what that means, I'll let you explain what mm-hmm. that means. Well, you know, I, I can give you a prime example. Um, we've had instances where, and I, don't ask me how this happens because I have no clue. Um, <laughs> but we've had cans come back where uh, apparently, you know, an individual might have placed their their long gun up against a tree or whatever and, you know, We'll say it was an Omega 300 or a hybrid or whatever. I don't, right. I don't know. Um, they placed, leaned it up against a tree, walked away, and somehow, somehow, somebody managed to shoot in that direction and somehow put a bullet through the can. <laughs> At least this is this is generally like the customer like statement, right? <laughs> yeah. Like wow, somebody shot, didn't like shoot, like <laughs> didn't. Sh- there was no baffle strike. This was literally a round going from the exterior of the suppressor through the can uh, all the way through. So a bullet hole through the can. I've never heard that. Oh, oh yeah, it happens. (laughs) So they send it in for warranty. And the good thing is, you know, we've got, we've got several models, you know, like the the hybrid and the Omega 300 in particular come to mind where those suppressors are designed so that the outer tube, the serialized component of the suppressor can be easily removed and the serial numbered item can be recovered. So the can itself can be built around that serialized tube or rebuilt around right. that serialized tube. So the customer isn't incurred the additional $200 cost associated with having to form a whole new can with a whole new serial number. That's the intent behind you know the serialized tube on the Omega 300 and the hybrid. Um, I don't think a lot of people know that, mm-hmm. but that's that's literally the reason why that's those are there. Um, and uh, it makes it easier for us to rebuild that suppressor, give the customer a, essentially a brand new can, um, and then um, send them home without having to pay for another tax stamp and do it as quickly as possible, too. Right. Um, you know, the goal, our goal is typically to try to get uh, a warranty return in and out the door within 72 hours. Um, Which is very impressive, by the way, and it's, it can be done. I, it it can mean, definitely be it done. It can definitely be done. I know sometimes it depends on the the issue. Mm-hmm. Well, um, most recently, the only issues that I think everybody is going to see industry wide is um, 
they're they're going to see a lag time due to material constraints honestly sure. yep. because there is a shortage whether people realize it or not there's a shortage of things like 17-4 stainless steel titanium um maybe not so much like uh you know stellite or cobalt six as we call it because stellite's a proprietary name but um uh, not so much there but certainly with Inconel, there are certain materials aluminum you just cannot find in bulk right now or because everybody's drawing from the same supply sources right so um and we only draw from domestic supply sources so they're certainly being overdrawn right now because of constraints and restraints coming from overseas if they're previously sourcing materials there so now everybody's forced to buy domestic um and it makes things difficult for everybody across the board You know, um, we were talking a little bit about marketing earlier, mm-hmm. and uh, we talked about, you know, the best ways in, in, in either educating people or, or getting new new buyers for, for silencers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, back in the day uh, when, when you had this territory, you know, y'all were doing this thing called Quiet Riot. Mm-hmm. And and we were, you know, we were like, man, this would be a great idea. We got to find a place to do this. Mm-hmm. And, and we did it for two or three consecutive years. Yep. And man, was it, yeah, I think it was three consecutive years. It was fun. And man, was it fun. Yep. And you, you guys are still doing that. You're not doing it on that large scale right. like we did it, mm-hmm. um, which we'd love to do like that again. But mm-hmm. um, you're doing it in smaller smaller groups now. Like we recently had one back in, was it May? It was Dylan? in the middle of May. Yeah, we did so it. we did a, one at our, at our indoor range. Mm-hmm. And man, it was great. We did it for members only. Um, and they, man, they had a blast. And I think doing that is is wonderful because you're actually getting people the the hands-on experience because mm-hmm. and once they experience it that that's they're, they're gonna go buy one uh and and i'm glad to see you guys are still doing that and i don't know of anybody else in the, in the industry that really pushes as hard as you guys when it comes to that right i uh i think um in terms of like education uh for the consumer and the customer that is um Honestly, first and foremost, and in, in Jonathan Schultz's mind, um, he has always been it, that the mo- that's the most important thing. So when you start looking at like uh, you know the positions that you know that I held and that you know Dylan holds now and all the other guys on the sales uh, side of the house, the ironic thing is they actually are not really sales guys in the the traditional sense because they don't actively sell anything to anybody because we don't sell direct to anybody. Right. Really. Mm -hmm. Um, and they're all salaried employees. What they really are is they're essentially Teachers. teachers, trainers. Um, they're really just there to help coach, you know, not just retailers, but end users through the decision making process and what might be best for them and what might best suit their needs. Um, and that's where the live fires come into play because you can only explain, you know, a reduction in sound and tonal changes um, at the muzzle of a firearm so much, people have to be able to hear it. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, we still do live fire events all over the country. I mean, we have representatives based all over the country, which, I mean, they're holding individual live fire events um, routinely. The only thing we haven't been able to do, and this is only because of due due to obviously the whole pandemic and stupid restrictions associated with yeah. that, um, and obviously shortages of expendable ammunition, um, we haven't been able to do it for the last for the better part of the last year. Yeah, it's been but difficult. Yeah, it is starting up again. Yeah. So ammunition is becoming a little bit more uh, easy to come by. It's still not cheap, but um, it's still available now. And, uh, and everything's open. So there's no more six foot rules or anything like that. You can right. have an actual range event and have people, uh, you know, kind of 
huddle around and, and actually listen to things, which is super cool to see all over again. Yeah. Running yeah, and we go ahead. Running Del. y'all's long range shoot and when we were able to do it was an always an amazing thing. You people get to see that and we look forward to getting into stuff like that too, just to let them see what the platforms can do. Right. It's that first that first shooter's face when they turn around with that suppressor, it's the same as seeing somebody shoot a machine gun for the first time, but machine guns don't protect your hearing. It's <laughs> right. it really is I mean, like Dewey said, you know, when I wake up in the morning I'm I'm not like, Oh, I gotta sell this many cans. My job is to teach other Americans how to fully enjoy their Second Amendment rights and protecting their hearing and like it's really an enjoyable part of the job to do the instruction do the teaching and, and show them how they can take their hobby to the next level right I tell people all the time it's the best job I ever had yeah I mean, literally, like out of that movie Fury. I mean, yeah. oh yeah, I was a tanker, so so it resonates with me. But um, like, definitely, I mean, to be on the firing line and see first timers step up, and it doesn't matter what it is. It could be like a twenty-two, sure. could be a little nine millimeter pistol, or five-five-six gun, or like a three thirty-eight. And I remember, I remember the quiet riots, like the first one we did. I remember these little kids, they must have been like 10 years old or so. Yeah. And I had that Barrett. Remember the Barrett? Oh, yeah. That yeah. I bought here. As yeah, a the, fact. the Emirate. Yeah, yeah that, that's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was a 95B, actually. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So I remember that gun. So uh, I got some little kids behind that gun and I'm watching the parents behind them and like dad. Dad's like, yeah, I don't really want to shoot that because it's going to be kind of <laughs> miserable. But I'll let, I'll let my little 10-year-old get behind it. And those kids let that gun rip. And they got up and they were like, that was awesome. And I'm like, that's what it's all about. That's right, man. It's so cool seeing that. Same thing with the Salvo. I mean, you see people light up. Oh, yeah. I mean, because a lot of people, you know, when you put an event on like that and you get people out there, Mm -hmm. they they don't have an opportunity to do things like that. No. And whether they're there just for the enjoyment or whether they're there to to test out because they want to buy, it's it's totally worth it. Like you said, I mean, it's 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 the, yep. it's one of the best parts about being in this industry yep. is getting people more involved and getting new new shooters. Yep. Uh, and that's what we loved about Quiet Riot, and and not not just that, but it was that was when y'all had the whole fight the noise campaign. Uh-huh. Um, you know, we, I loved that man. I mean, y'all y'all were really loud about that. And you still are. I mean, mm-hmm. you go to your website and and your recent video. Um, I think it, what's it called? We're just getting oh, American, started. American or, Gun. Yeah, I mean, we it just was, did that. Yeah, yeah, it was a great video. If, if anybody listening, check that out on their website. Great video to check out. But um, yeah, so uh, what we're what we're trying to do because we're very very well aware of the fact that in the recent, you'd say the recent uh, most recent year and a half, eight million thereabouts new gun owners have kind of come into the fold, right? Yep. So um and. You could say that there's going to be a certain percentage of people who uh, will probably never use the gun that they bought. They bought it strictly out of maybe fear and the, the need to to want to you know protect themselves and whatnot. And who knows, maybe they'll turn around and, and sell it at some point or just right. sit in a case in the closet or whatnot. But a vast majority of those people will say, hey, look, I just invested some some money in this platform, this gun. I'm going to go see if what it what it actually does and what it's actually like to shoot this pistol or this this AR. And they'll go out there and do it and then they'll catch the bug and they're like, "Wow, this is not just great from a um second amendment like self-protection standpoint, but um also because it's actually fun to just shoot." Yeah. You know, it's I mean, there's a reason why it is a sport. Yep. Um, Because people actually enjoy doing it, and it's challenging depending on what it is that you'd like to do. Yep. Um, So we'd like to be able to continue to embrace that and actually showcase that, okay, we're also very well aware that there are people who are more inclined to want to uh, 
to be tactically oriented shooters, or there are competitive shooters, there are hunters, there are just simple shooting enthusiasts and hobbyists. Um, and the, our goal going forward is to make sure that none of those people um, are alienated and, and actually have the opportunity to see how much better their shooting experience could be if they just give a suppressor the opportunity to kind of muzzle their guns. Yeah. Because it takes it to another level. A whole new level. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't shoot, I don't think there's anything that I don't shoot suppressed now. I don't shoot anything And, and I'll anymore. tell people out there that hunt, because maybe, and maybe that's the, the group that has not really transitioned into this world yet of, mm -hmm. of shooting suppressed, but they have no idea what they're missing out on. And I always tell anybody that hunts with a rifle, man, you really, you got to get a suppressor next. Mm -hmm. I mean, whenever me or one of the guys are out there, no matter what time of year it is, mm -hmm. while you're here, go ahead. Look, let's just buy it. Pay the ATF 200 bucks. Let's just wait sure. six, seven months. You'll have your can back. You can hunt with it either this year or next year. It's mm -hmm. totally worth it. And I just feel like so many people miss out on the hunting part of it. Yeah, they really um, do. Especially, go ahead. Especially, sorry, in this part of the country, you know, you have so many trees and we're such a densely packed thing that you almost get sometimes, depending on where you're hunting in Virginia, you can get that indoor effect where guys don't realize, oh, I'm only shooting one shot. And right. So that one shot's still going to damage your hearing. And just how much it adds to your enjoyment of being outside. Like, right. I hunted my whole life and after hunting suppressed a couple of seasons, like, you just get back to the truck. You're not, ears aren't all wrong. You literally get to just enjoy that hearing. And you know that you don't need to wear over the ear hearing protection or even the in the ear stuff. And you, there's so much more you pick up and it makes you a better hunter knowing that you don't have to worry about that blast coming and it takes your flinch away. And yeah. even if people don't realize it, you've hunted long enough. If you've been hunting, you know, 20 years, you have a natural flinch when you know you're going to crack that round off. And that makes people shoot over game, things like that, that even they haven't realized, like, I don't know if I keep missing them. It's, you've been shooting a magnum and you know you realize that you're gonna have that flinch and when you take that sound away you can really enjoy the shoot more of hunting well you can reduce the recoil as well mm -hmm. you know? absolutely we all know really that, that I mean, down it's uh it's tremendous upside to it and i always tell people you got it you got to do it i mean I don't, you're just missing out um but uh you know we were talking earlier about um the the 12 gauge and how you know <laughs> People have been buying those for a lot of hunting reasons, mm -hmm, mostly. Yeah. I mean, I guess y'all are seeing most customers buying that for strictly hunting, yes, whether they're yep. turkey hunting, duck hunting, whatever. Sure. Yep. Huge upside there, too. I mean, it, it looks a little funky on the end of the gun, but we, I mean, there's a huge advantage in that. Look, when you're in the when you when you're in the woods by yourself, it doesn't matter what you look like. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, when you're in a blind with a guy with a suppressor, you like him a lot more. Yeah, absolutely. You're not always those, on social yeah, media. Yeah, shooting those three and a half inch magnums, it definitely makes a difference. You don't even have to shower before you go out there. I imagine that. <laughs> so, uh, so what's what's uh, what's new or what's to expect for the rest of the year from Salantrico? Oh man! So that's a, excitement next year. I'm sure we're super excited not just for uh, next year, but um, also for uh, the remainder of this year because we. Uh, I mean, obviously, I can't give anything away because um, well, your job depends on yeah, it. right, right. <laughs> but uh, do we to be around for seven <laughs> we, more we years? Want, yeah, yeah, no. So yeah, we had all these top secret projects that we were working on. Um, no, but we have. Uh, as a matter of fact, I can give you at least a count. Of, uh, so we have uh, at least two non-NFA products that we're going to be introducing uh, sooner than later. I would look forward to the NRA show in September. Okay. And then uh, we also have several serialized uh, new um, 
new suppressors that we're bringing to market that we'll probably introduce this fall and we'll ship at the end of this year right into 2022. So, um, and if people have been asking for for very specific suppressors, they, um, they're they probably gonna be very, very happy with the introductions nice. that we have coming. So, so there's some good hints right there. I like yeah, that. Good yeah. stuff coming. So we're super excited about all of this. That's good. Um, this will actually, I'll, I will say this in, in the time that I've been here, I don't know that we've released so that will we will have released so many new products um, in such a short period of time. This will be the first time that we've done this much in what you could really consider a five month period and starting it, in September. And it really is just well the research that we've done and all the things that customers have told us we've taken that in and mm -hmm. we're looking at solutions for them to get them that suppressor that they want. Um, that maybe they just want to tweak a little bit more and that's you know just the stuff that we've been able to see is, is yeah really we're awesome. we're super excited about it because some 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 of these items people will not see coming that's awesome. hey, I'm, yeah. I'm excited yeah. yeah yeah um well you know if anybody listening that it wants to keep up with up-to-date stuff hey check them out on their website of course silencerco.com mm -hmm. um you can get there y'all do like a weekly email weekly newsletters we do, yep. do newsletters um, very informative stuff there's a lot of content on your site too there is ton of content and if you want to learn just about the science of behind uh silencers whatever it is there's a ton of content to check out mm -hmm. Uh, also, I think you guys have a good Instagram page. Uh, we as well. do. We have a. I mean, Instagram. Everybody seems to pay a lot of attention to uh, to Instagram, so that's good. What people tend to forget is the YouTube channel. Yes. So with YouTube, we've uh, we've actually going back to the educational component. Um, we actually have several videos that we've placed on YouTube, and the focus of those videos are they're not just how tos, but also kind of whys. And um, most of those videos are done and are featuring one of our R&D engineers. Um, and Jake does a pretty phenomenal job of actually explaining the who, what, where, whens, and, and whys of not just our suppressors, but some of our accessories and, um, and just suppressor science in general. Um, so I would definitely take advantage of those videos if you have the opportunity there. They're, uh, I mean, Jake's an engineer. I'm not an engineer. So I tried to be an engineer. Um, was so. was he the one in the uh, what's the what's the one we've been running here, the the three lug one the no the the last video that we had, oh I think that's actually Daryl, oh okay okay With the thirty six M yeah no no was oh. it the who's the guy on the skateboard. Oh, in the video, that's Beaver. He's yeah. a, he works in R and D. Okay, but okay. Uh, yeah, one of those individuals who's in that video, Jake Jake Turnblom. He's a he's one of our R and D engineers. Oh, okay, so okay. He's a he's the prettiest guy in R and D, so they generally <laughs> get him to, to, to do all those videos. <laughs> he's very well spoken, yeah. so uh, he carries himself with. Super I mean, he's a former Marine, so he has that he has that uh, that um, posture about right. him. But um, but he's actually smarter than most Marines, so <laughs> including me. No. <laughs> It's like we get one Marine to do sales and we get the other one to do the engineering. You can tell who figured it out. <laughs> well, guys, hey, thanks for being here today. I really no, appreciate, I appreciate it. Uh, great us. information. Um, you know, good seeing you again, dude. It's great being back in Virginia. Yeah, man. For probably, all you guys back home. If I don't see you again, um, I guess it would be Vegas when I see mm -hmm. you again. Uh, uh, yeah. We may be sneaking yeah. him down here for May the uh, expo. So, Oh, oh that's yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, the expo's coming Yeah, out. I found out you about the You haven't experienced an expo. Yet, I have, have not, no. Because I moved out west it's to Utah. That oh, the, the first summer that you guys did the expo, I had just moved 
back out. That's right. Back you had just West moved out. That's right. Yep. And uh, that was our first one. Uh, this one's going to be, it's going to be massive. I'm looking man. forward that, to it. Oh, yeah. It's incredible. People are they, hungry. They, they yeah. just yeah. want to get out. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, and so get, get out and buy silencers. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, check out Silencer Co., uh, you know, great, great company. Check out the YouTube channel, like Dewey was saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, check out their website. Uh, we've got a pretty good inventory of them right here, right now. So, uh, literally the best inventory in the state of Virginia by far. Thank you, appreciate that. So, mm-hmm. I always look forward to stopping by here. It, I mean, it didn't matter where I was traveling on the East Coast. It's like I've got to. Literally, I was telling Dylan before I came in here. I'm like, okay, prepping for this trip. Like, I had to make sure I got the right balance on the right credit card because I'm going to end up spending money <laughs> just shipping it back west. <laughs> No, I'm not joking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Appreciate it. Uh, good Thanks, seeing Andrew. you guys. Yep. Great info. Great, great show. Thanks a lot. Thank, Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Green Top Outdoors podcast. Hunting, fishing, and all things outdoors. It's not just a hobby. It's a lifestyle. Like and subscribe to the Green Top Outdoors podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And learn more about Green Top at greentophuntfish.com.